The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, July the 30th, and we have a 10 game card of MLB action to look through uh, for Monday, July the 31st. Joining me with his PSG top on, looking all very continental in soccer, Dylan. Uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dill, how are you? I'm doing well, Mal. Good to be with you. We haven't done a pod in a while together, but you know, the schedule said me and you. I was like, I got to get my football jersey on. Yeah. Like how I said football and not soccer, right? You may, you're getting that. I tell you what, slowly, yeah. brick by brick, I am bring, uh, bringing you boys around inch by inch. Get you and Moon off, and you're starting to see. Starting to use the proper words for stuff now. Um, the uh, the Newcastle game was in your neck of the woods. Was that Saturday night, Friday night? I think Newcastle played. Um, but we the, we tried to get you some tickets, but it, it was half empty. But I'm normally okay for getting Newcastle tickets. I know a coach at the club, and then one of our friends works in the media at Newcastle. Um, but the club had nothing to do with the ticket sales. So it was all through Ticketmaster. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was dead expensive. You couldn't get all the tickets. And then I put the game on TV and the place looks half empty, Dylan. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, you know, New Jersey's just not a, I guess, a football state, I would say. Uh, what, what, I don't even know who they played, to be honest. Do you know who they played? I do know who they played, yeah. Uh, we played Brighton and right. we beat them 2-1. Uh, we weren't very good, actually. You didn't miss what They kind of named a bit of a shadow squad. Um, because they've been, they've been out there uh, a couple of... They, they played on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, um, yeah. so they named a bit of a shadow squad. Um, it's been a really fun series. There's been lots of goals in the games, um, and we came back from 1-0 down and 1-2-1 late on. So, uh, yeah, the, the season starts soon. If you are into your soccer, football, uh, the Premier League show... Um, is loads of fun. We just just tonight we launched episode number one. We're doing all twenty team previews, uh, and the first one launched a couple of hours ago. Uh, hours ago with Liverpool, uh, and then Brentford are going to be next up. We're releasing them in the morning, so we're releasing two a day. So if you want some football chat, uh, go and I love it. Uh, find the Premier League show. I mean, the reason we're stalling here, Dylan, and talking a lot of bollocks is that most of these games are off the board for tomorrow. We've got the old Sunday night issues here. We've got ten games. And there was only four, I believe, on the board, even though we've got pictures for most of them. So we can cobble together some analysis. You will have the Rockford lines. But yeah, the usual Sunday night problems, Dylan. Yeah, it's always how it is. Uh, I don't know why, especially like you mentioned, we have pictures for most of the games. But uh, yeah, I guess they're just a little slow, but have no fears. I have my lines for everyone. Yeah, we love the Rockford lines. Uh, Slick Rick is first in the comments tonight. Uh, evening, Rick. How are you doing? I mean, plenty of days ball. There's days ball ongoing as we speak. There's been some uh, games today. The Cubs lost their eight game losing streak. The Royals won a game. Braves score loads at home again. Um, the Blue Jays can't be trusted. The Phillies can't be trusted. And the Tampa Bay Rays really needed that win. Um, and what I'm the most pleased to see about what's happening live 
because the Reds are seven to nothing up at the Dodgers. The, the Reds have put Michael Grove to the sword um, <laughs> early doors. And it's my man, Graham Ashcraft, man licensed to print money. Graham Ashcraft has uh, currently held the Dodgers scoreless through three. Um, Slick Rick enjoyed the Josh Palacios uh, walk-off. Uh, who was that for? Kansas City? Who was at the... Who's, who does Josh Palacios play for, Dylan? Come on. Pop quiz. Yeah, you put me on the spot right now. <laughs> I, I haven't even heard of this guy's name. Oh, no. But a shambles either. Man. Come on. Slick Rick, tell us who it is. Uh, Ryan Mara's here. Hello, Ryan. Good evening. Um, if you are uh, in the YouTube, come and say hello. If oh, the not, Pittsburgh it, Pirates. They walked it off ah, against okay. the Phillies. There you yeah. go. Um, if you don't, if you've never joined us live before, why the hell not? You should be. Uh, it's loads of fun. Um, come in. It's always scheduled on YouTube. You can find us. Okay, so tomorrow, no days ball, 10 games. Uh, we will try our best, starting with 6.40 Eastern first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies at the Miami Marlins. Philly is officially TBD, uh, but we both think it's Taiwan Walker. For Miami, we have Edward Cabrera. Um and we this is where we're gonna to have to throw throw across to you, Dylan, for a for an impromptu an impromptu line. What have you got? Yeah, like uh Malcolm said, no lines up, but I did make the Phillies a short minus one oh five favorite, minus one and a half with the Phillies. I need at least a plus one fifty-five. I set my total at eight point four. So Taiwan Walker, I expect, is going for the Phillies. He does give up a little more contact and runs on the road than at home this season, but the Phillies have won his last three starts on the road. And to be honest, they are playing better baseball right now than the Mons. I know they got walked off today by the Buckos, but they're still playing better baseball baseball than them and for whatever reason the Marlins have had a really tough series against the Tigers Tigers are giving them everything uh usually Miami's really good at home but they're pitching their bullpen they've been a problem for the uh the Marlins not really their bats scoring runs hasn't been the issue but uh Edward Cabrera he's undefeated at home this season and the Marlins only lost one game in Miami that Cabrera started dated back all the way I think in early April so you know his his hard hit rate isn't even in the 20s he's very good at home I, I think if you do like the fish tomorrow is you better take him in the first five while Cabrera is still on the mound because when this bullpen comes on they they kind of blow it for them a little bit you saw it today against the Tigers so depending on what the lines open up if we get a big plus money with the home dog I, I'll probably see myself on the Phillies or maybe Phillies first five plus a half but something along those lines I quite like the, the Marlins in this but what swung me um, I, I wanted to take them but they were in such bad form um, but they, they have um, picked up a picked up a win tonight yeah. Um, they've beaten the Tigers 8-6 eventually got some runs uh, David Robertson's uh, picked up a save there didn't uh, I'm sure he used to play for the Mets didn't he quite recently uh, but Walker he's okay he walks too many batters Taiwan Walker like you said he has been uh, giving up some hard contact lately Cabrera has been um, unreliable lately but I think being at home is key for him he seems to be uh, him and Miami actually are both, are both a lot happier at home. Miami have got this really good home record, 32 and 21. Both teams are in a funk. Uh, no two ways about it. Philly again turned over tonight. Miami did get a win tonight. And that home record, there's not much between the pitches, but that home record and the fact that they got that win tonight, hopefully Miami can put another one on top of that. 
Um, and I will take Miami. Um, I can't believe we haven't mentioned, just talking about David Robertson, uh, Dylan, the know. rest of the New York Mets. You thought I'd let you off, didn't you? Well, we're going yeah. to talk about it now. Uh, I mean, tell me about Max Scherzer going to the New York Mets, Dylan. Well, yesterday or two days ago, I want to say, when they traded Robertson, which, first of all, the Robertson one, I, I'm all for them being sellers, don't get me wrong, but when you're getting a penny on the dollar for for the best closer on the market, Billy Epler, he's really trying to break this organization from the inside. I really, I truly believe that he's awful. Um, so we got two prospects that call me a negative net Nancy, but I don't think they'll ever sniff the majors, let alone triple a. And then we trade Max Serzer for Acuna for his brother. And I heard rumors. He doesn't even want to be there. So he's not, he's only in double a, I don't even think he's going to be, uh, I think he, we're going to trade him. So I, I don't really know. He, we, uh, he said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, which Billy Epler, I think rephrased it and said it's liquidation fucking whatever the hell that means. He's trying to save his ass, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I like it and I understand the move. Uh, you could kind of tell by his comments after the Peterson that he kind of checked out and he kind of wants to be in a contender, which we clearly aren't. So I understand it. Uh, I think Verlander pitched well today, but it's probably going to be his last game today as well. So I think some people are on the move, um, but I don't think, you think a lot Verlander's going to go. Yeah, I do. I really? do. Yeah, just because there, there's just no, it's just we've lost the locker room. Even Pete Alonso has come out and he hasn't gotten his contract. He he just he said if people with no trade clauses are getting traded, then no one is safe. Which which I agree. I think we're not going to trade like Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, but like guys like Francisco Lindor and Brandon Nimmo, who we've locked in for five years. I think they're safe and we'll build around them. But other than that. I just I, I don't see it. I, I really don't. Um, while we're on the subject of Texas, because um, they don't have a game tomorrow, so we won't be talking about them. Uh, they have made another splash in the last half an hour or so. Um, is Jordan Montgomery uh, from the St. Louis Cardinals? So Texas are absolutely going for it. I mean, they, they've given up another couple of prospects. So I think they're eleventh and fourteenth pipeline prospects. Um, so they've done that to get sort of 10, 10 starts out of Scherzer, 10 starts out of Montgomery, um, and then whatever they can throw out in the playoffs. Corresponding to that is that Nathan Nivaldi's got to the IL, uh, the 15-day yeah, IL. So it, may, it does kind of make sense that they needed some immediate cover because since the All-Star break, the, the, the Texas have remained competitive and Houston is still wobbling and they get, they're giving themselves a live chance. So yeah, you've got to be kind of all in on what Texas is doing. They're absolutely going for it. So... Um, but can yeah, I Montgomery. Real, can I yeah, I real quick. quick. Yeah, uh, everyone's like, "Oh, you know, the Mets. They're gonna. They're being bad. They're gonna have a good draft pick. The Mets can't draft for shit. That's why our our uh, our farm system has been so bad. In the last ten years, I'm gonna give you a stat that'll blow your mind. In the last ten years, we've drafted 328 players. Do you know how many of them have reached the majors? Twenty six. No, very close. Thirty. Only nine. Only nine percent were last in the majors, but you see teams like the Cincinnati Reds, Arizona Diamondbacks, young teams that are building through their farm system. We don't have hope like that. And Steve, it's nineteen seventy-seven all all over again. We're, we're trying to buy everything, and it's just going right in front of our face. So, 
I don't, I don't trust Billy Epler. He'll probably save his job making all these moves, trying to get all these prospects and build our farm system. These guys aren't even going to reach the majors. <laughs> ah, excellent. Uh, Roosevelt Wilson said hello to you, though, Dylan. So, I mean, if that cheers you up, ready? Good evening, Roosevelt. How are you? Uh, nice to see you. New name to me in the uh, in the YouTube channel. Um, I'll tell you about the SGPN Patreon uh, wage and war against corporate gambling before we get our teeth into the rest of the card here. Loads of exclusive content, contests and merch. Um, the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show, highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. The Discord channel um, and exclusive perks, all sorts of things at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 7.05, the Tampa Bay Rays at the New York Yankees. We have Tyler Glasnow, officially for Tampa Bay. New York is TBD. We both think it's Domingo Herman going in this one. Um, so again, back to you, Dylan. You, you price this one up? Yeah, price this one up, like you said. Uh, no lines, but I didn't make the Rays a minus 155 favorite. Minus one and a half with the Rays. I need a plus 110. Total is set at eight and a, 8.2. Usually, you know, we like to fade teams that play on Sunday night baseball, and then they have to travel. You know, Maryland to New York isn't that far, but, you know, they still won't get back around New York till around midnight tonight. So, plus, it looks like the Rays' bats have kind of woken up a little in this series against the Astros. And I honestly personally have liked the way Glassnow has been pitching in the month of July. He hasn't allowed more than two runs in five of his last six starts. He's cut down the walks like he did when he first came in uh, into the season. His strikeouts have increased as well. Uh, Aaron Judge came back. He did have a nice home run as well the other night. But I just think this offense might struggle against Glassnow has been really dealing. So I really liked what I've seen. I haven't liked what I've seen, excuse me, from Herman in his last few starts. The Yankees have lost his last three starts. His hard hit rate is extremely high. And the uh, back when he versed the Rays, I think back in May, it uh, was extremely high. They did win that game, but I think he got kind of lucky in those starts. So I think the Rays are going to pounce on the Yankees tomorrow on the road. So give me the Rays depending on what the number is. Yeah, I, I think the Rays will win, but I just don't trust them enough that they needed that win tonight. They, sometimes you just get sort of gifted a little something. They, they got staked to a 4 nothing lead quite early on. Um, I think the first runs in that game came on an error as well. The Andy Diaz uh, did some, uh, got, got bat on ball and, and Houston helped them out um, taking the lead. And, and Tampa Bay held on to that. But it's they haven't been good enough. They haven't been anywhere near good enough for me to want to trust them lately. Glass now has. Um, he's been really good in low scoring games and um, I don't want anything to do with her man who's had back-to-back chocolates. Aaron Judge obviously is going to make a huge difference kind of uh, the, the difference he makes to this Yankees team is incredible really um, so I can't say it the race certainly not at that price if they're going to be around minus 150 but I'm alright with the under you've got an 8.2 so if the line's at 8.5 maybe mm. um, I think the under say Glasnow's been pitching well Tampa Bay in a, in a low scoring game 3-1 to 3-2 to two, something like that uh, that would be my pick there. Uh, next up is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Washington Nationals. Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Jake Irvin goes for Washington. It's minus 195 on Milwaukee, plus 165 on Washington with a total set at nine. Uh, Milwaukee just been swept by Atlanta this weekend. A lot of teams will suffer that fate. Um, they are nine and six on the year. Uh, Corbin Burns, 
346 ERA. He's been great lately, absolutely great. Um, we followed him a lot. Lonte has been uh, really keen on him the last few weeks. He's given up max two in runs in sort of six, seven, eight innings pitch to getting good length out of him. Three of his last five starts have all came against Cincinnati. Um, and he stymied us more than once. He had us, he, he, he won that game one nothing against Graham Ashcraft and the Reds when we took Ashcraft. Um, he's been going really well, 164 ERA in those last five starts. He's fine on the road. The only thing is, the Brewers are just remain bang average. Like, um, say they come up against a good team this weekend and they just can't get it done. Uh, the five and five in the last ten, they've lost three in a row. Um, they'll go okay tomorrow because Jake Irving isn't very good. He's three and five on the year, four ninety six ERA. He's going to give you three or four earned runs. Um, Washington have actually won three of his last five starts, um, but four of them have been at home. Um, sorry, uh, four of them. Yeah, he's, he's much worse on the road. I, this is really hard because you're just expecting. Milwaukee to win but do you trust them enough to get this done on the run line and I don't we've seen Burns take these low scoring games though um, it was kind of a system play last week in that series against the Reds Washington don't score many um, and I don't trust Brewers to get all the way to nine by themselves so I'll take the under again Dylan under nine for me please yeah, uh, I kind I set my total at nine point one, so it's a right around my number. I actually okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Brewers on the run line minus one eleven. You know, Bruins uh, Burns has been great on the road this season, much better than at home. Surprisingly, a little hiccup in his last start, but you know, Burns hasn't allowed more than two runs in over a month. I, I feel like he's been dialed in. His hard hit rate has been in the twenties uh, when pitching on the road. As for Jake Irving. He's not really someone I kind of want to back. He's given up three or more runs in five of his last six starts. Nationals have been a little feisty uh, recently. They did lose today. But, uh, you know, I, I think Burns is going to have a dominant outing tomorrow. Uh, no value in taking him. They're almost a $2 favorite. But minus 111 on the run line isn't terrible. So, small lean. I'll, I'll take the Brewers on the run line. 707 Eastern first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the Toronto Blue Jays. Kyle Gibson for the O's and for the Blue Jays, it would be Chris Bassett. Plus 110 on Baltimore, minus 130 on Toronto. Totally set at nine. Uh, Kyle Gibson, nine and six, 468 on the year. He's pretty easy to handicap. Gibson, five or six innings, two, three, four earned runs. He's got a, a the 414 ruled ERA for Gibson is absolutely spot on. It's not egregious. He he hasn't pitched uh, better than that. He hasn't pitched worse than that. That's, you pretty much know what you're going to get from Gibson. Um, Chris Bassett is 10 and five on the year. He has a 391 ERA. He's been really good lately, especially at home. Um, his last 12 innings, uh, two starts, 12 innings scoreless against the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Um, the total in those games uh, were four nothing and five two. Now this weekend, Toronto against the Angels, they won a couple of low scoring games. Um, they lost tonight three two, and they're still impossible to trust. Um, but this is a this is a decent comparison series actually for the uh, comparison game. Sorry for those Angels games. The four and a half games back to Baltimore. This is a chance for Toronto uh, to to throw their hat into the ring. I'm going to continue to feed Gibson. This is a, a pitcher thing for me. I'll take the Blue Jays. It'll be low scoring, but they can scratch out like they have done against the Angels this week. Um, 
they can scratch out an extra run that they need to. And I like the under as well. I think the Blue Jays will get it done in a low-scoring game for them. Yeah, I agree. I like the Blue Jays here as well as the over. Uh, I made the Blue Jays a minus 150 favorite, made my total 9.4. But I I got the short price with the Blue Jays earlier in the day around minus 120. They're at minus 140 right now, so they're getting around my price. But yeah, Chris Bass has been great at home this season. Blue Jays 6-1 and in his last seven home starts. The lone loss was to the A's, believe it or not, a few starts ago. But his hard hit rate is in the high 20s. And, and I think just Bass is going to want to win this game badly since you mentioned they're right there in the thick of things in the wild card. And last time he faced the Orioles, he got rocked. So might be a little bounce back spot, revenge spot for him at home. I do think they're, they have the pitching advantage with um, – with Chris Bassett. So I think it's going to be a different outcome than his last outing against the Orioles. Give me the Blue Jays with you as well. 720 Eastern first pitch is the LA Angels at the Atlanta Braves. Griffin Canning goes for the Angels. Charlie Morton draws the start for Atlanta. Uh, it's plus 205 on the Angels, minus 245 for the Braves. And the total is set at 10, Dylan. Yeah, I think from a side perspective, the value is definitely on the Angels. You know, I I saw a plus 205 earlier in the day. I mean, I only made the Braves a minus 180 favorite. So I know it's hard to fade the Braves at at this point, especially at home. They're just coming off a sweep. But Angels are 7-3 and in their last 10. And Griffin Canning hasn't been all that bad on the road this season. His hard hit rate is under that 40% threshold that we look for. Angels 4-2 and in his last six starts on the road. And Charlie Morton really hasn't looked his best in the last two starts. He's just back. He's just back behind one of the greatest lineups. So he has given up four runs in both of his last two starts that that they lost. Uh, Angels are a top ten offense, so maybe they could keep it rolling against Morton. Maybe want to back him first five, but I think we see a higher scoring game. But I'll take a flyer with the Angels. I know it's no one really wants to get in front of this Braves train, but I think the value is there with them. Dylan, I absolutely agree with you. Um, minus 245 for Morton and the Braves is just of no appeal whatsoever. They could very easily win. I mean, they've, they've turned over uh, the Brewers 8-6 to six tonight. I did look at the over um, until I saw the 10. Mm. I mean, again, I'm looking at that total of 14 tonight and thinking this could be a similar game. So it wouldn't put me off. Uh, but just the more I think about the Angels at that price, A, I really like Griffin Canning. Uh, he's been in very, very good form. Um, so the Angels done okay at Toronto. They were, they were competitive. They scratched out a win um, tonight. But, uh, yeah, I think they're just the two bigger price here. Um, and uh, Atlanta have thrown in thrown in the odd shocker lately. They score a lot of runs, so the over 10 would be a play. But, yeah, if, if you're going to pick a side, I think you have to take the Angels. Yeah, I agree um, on the Just because we do have winds blowing out and the way the uh, Atlanta Braves have been swinging the bat, I think they could get half of it themselves. 8.05 Eastern first pitches, the Cincinnati Reds at the Chicago Cubs. Andrew Abbott, left-handed pitcher for the Reds. And Marcus Stroman goes for the Cubbies. Plus 1.05 on Cincinnati, minus 125 on the Cubs. Uh, no total because we are in Wrigley. Um... Andrew Abbott has been absolutely outstanding. Six and two with the 190 ERA. Um, he started 10 games now, giving up 13 earned runs, but six of them were in one outing. Um, of the others, he's had five scoreless starts and two starts where he's only given up one. Um, that's more than good enough um, for me. Cincinnati 
have if they didn't have the Bruises this bogey team, they'd still be going along really well. They'd be more than competitive in LA this weekend. Close games. Um, I'm pleased they've broken it open tonight. They lead seven to nothing as we speak. Um, behind a, a Graham Ashcraft start. Um, and they go back in first with the win tonight. So I think they'd like to capitalise up. Uh, Marcus Strowman's lost it. 10 and 7, 351 yeah. ERA. Uh, but 799 ERA in his last five. He hasn't made it out with the third inning, his last two starts. Um, the Cubbies were playing well. They won eight in a row before tonight. Um, the they've kind of dragged themselves back into the playoff race. They've announced they're not going to trade Cody Bellinger because they're going to try and make a run this year. Um, but yeah, I love Cincinnati. It never takes me much to want to back them. And the presence of Andrew Abbott and Marcus Strowman is more than enough here. Plus money um, for Andrew Abbott. Um, yeah, delighted. Plus 105. Give me the Reds, Dylan. Yeah, plus 105 I like. Uh, I got a plus 125 when lines opened up. Uh, usually, I mean, I like Strowman. And I like to back him at home, but I only made the Cubs a minus 110 favorite. So I got a plus 125. I'll happily take that. Plus 105 still. I still like it. I know the Cubs, they've been on fire. They did lose today, but 10-2 and two in their last 12. I just think the Reds are a much better team, even regardless of their winning streak. I still like the Reds a little more. They're 4-1 and one, uh, straight up against the Cubs this season. They swept them the last time they were in Wrigley. And I agree with everything you said about Andrew Abbott. He's been he's been amazing this season. His hard hit rate has been way down. He gets a lot of ground balls. He hasn't allowed more than three. Run- he's only allowed uh, more than three runs just one time, and it was his worst sounding against the Bra- uh, the Brewers. So I-, I think they live tomorrow. I actually I know my numbers came out as the Cubs being the favorite, but I actually think the Reds should be the favorite on the road. So plus one twenty five, plus one hundred five for the better pitcher, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll take the dog as well. Okie doke. Uh, we've got four games left to look at. I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy, uh, our sponsor here. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, uh, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. Um, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4. First place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 8-10, Eastern first pitch, the Cleveland Guardians at the Houston Astros. Cleveland have Noah Syndergaard going for them. Uh, JP France, we think it is for the Astros, although it is officially TBD. Um, So, yeah, we'll throw this to Dylan to see what lines you might have for us. Yeah, another game off the board. Uh, Like you said, Syndergaard going for the Guardians. JP France, I think, is going for the Astros. I made the Astros a minus 180 favorite, minus one and a half. I need a plus 105 to take with the Astros on the run line. Total set at 9.8. I think we could see a higher score game in this one. You know, looking uh, at the totals for the Astros and Rays in this series, they just... Two of the three games just went way over the total. And with Syndergaard on the mound, especially on the road, I I think the Astros could tee off on him. I know his road and home splits were with the Dodgers, but still, he hasn't been good on the road all season. He only had one good outing on the road this season. And I think I've said it a few pods ago, the Guardians' bats have quietly picked up. You know, they're averaging four and a half runs per game in their last five games. I think both pitchers are good for a few runs. JP France has given up some runs at home as well. 
Jordan Alvarez, Altuve's back in this lineup. I think that provides a little spark for them. So I, I think we see runs galore in this game. So depending on the number, like I said, I made my total 9.8. I'm looking at an over here. Yeah, I can see some runs early here, um, but it's Houston runs that I'm looking at. Um, this is Syndergaard's first start for the Guardians. So, I mean, who knows what you're going to get? You absolutely do not know. What I'm quite confident of is that this is going to be quite a short start. If he gets up to third, in it, I'd be surprised. I, um, I think Houston can can go to town on him. JB France has been really good at home. Um, you say Cleveland bats have been a little bit better lately. Uh, but I do think Houston could have four or five runs on the board uh, by the time we get the end of the fifth year. So give me Houston first five on the run line. I think they could light up Noah Syndergaard early on here. We had a yeah. decent start for JP France. 8.40 Eastern first pitch is the San Diego Padres at the Colorado Rockies. We have Seth Lugo for San Diego. And, ah, right, this is a new name. This is not the name I saw half an hour ago. Uh, Austin Gomba, left-handed pitcher going for Colorado. I had, um, who's it, Paul Lambert? Peter Lambert. Peter Lambert was going for Colorado. Um, now seeing Austin Gomba, which hasn't helped me at all. I've got no lines on this. Um, <laughs> did you have, who did you have going? I, I, had, I had Austin Gomba going. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I only had Seth Lugo about 30 seconds before we started. Yeah, let, so, let yeah. me go and you, you get yourself situated. Yeah, go ahead, because I haven't got much on this. Yeah, like uh, Mal said, Seth Lugo uh, should be going for the Padres. Austin Gomber going for the Rockies. I made the Padres a minus 190 favorite. Minus one and a half for the Padres. I need a minus 125 for them. Total set kind of high, 12 and a half. Surprisingly enough, Austin Gomber has not been good at home this season at all. Usually we see pitchers uh, for the Rockies be better at home than on the road. But Padres should open up the favorite, I think. Padres, uh, the Rockies, excuse me, have not looked good. They've lost four straight. They think they're about, they might get swept by the A's at home. That's how bad they've been playing. So Padres, they've owned the Rockies this season, and they should win this game. I just trust Lugo way more than I do Gombert. His hard hit rate at home has been in the high 40s, hovering around close to 50%. So I think the Padres could tee off on Austin Gombert tomorrow. So I think this is a good spot for them. I also think we'll see some runs. So depending on the number, if we could get maybe 11, 11 and a half, I'll like the over, but... If we could get plus money on the Padres on the run line, I'll happily take that as well. Yeah, just looking at Gomba's, he has his, his home numbers aren't great, but it's it, that kind of season. On recently, he's been all right. You know, uh, he gave up four earned through six against Houston, and then only two earned uh, through six against the Yankees. He's gone long, you know, six or seven every start, and the totals have come in quite low. So eleven against Washington, which would have gone to the over. That was in Washington. But then five, uh, the total was five in that Houston game. It was nine against the Yankees. It was seven against the Giants before that. So this, I think this total will be inflated as well. But Seth Lugo's been good. Um, 393 on on the year. The Padres are interesting. Um, they've got around about a 30% chance of making the playoffs. Um they are four and a half games back in the wild card. And I don't think they know what to do um, if they ever did. Because if they spent a load of money, they've been a shambles. I've seen that they're listening to trade offers for Soto, Snell and Hader at the moment. Do you um, think so they Snell? Yeah, definitely. I think so too. Yeah. 
Um, someone, I don't know if one of the uh, DJs here, I don't know if it's Trev possibly, um, has got a snell to the Orioles ticket, I think it is, at 16 to 1. That's, that's um, what they need. They need another pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is a tricky one, but I'm going to leave with the under here. I think the, the, the number's going to come out. What was your number, Dylan? Did you have one? Yeah. I, like About I said, 11. I, no, my total was 12 and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, high. Yeah, definitely the under. Um, like I say, Gomba kind of gets his, his numbers up a little bit lopsided uh, from his early season form. Um, he's pitched twice against the Padres this season, giving up 10 earned on 10 innings pitch, which doesn't bode well. Well, you just can't trust the Padres. They did it. Doesn't that does not mean they're going to do it again if they did it once. So yeah, give me a give me a first five under and give me a full game under here because you see the Rockies just can't hit even a little bit. Next is the penultimate game on the show the Boston Red Sox at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Boston are TBD. We reckon it's my guy, Brian Bellow. Seattle have George Kirby going. Uh, Dylan, what were your lines and then your thoughts? Yeah, should be a good series. Uh, two two really good teams fighting for a playoff spot. Um, like you like you said, George Kirby going for the Mariners, Brian Bellow for the Red Sox. I made the Mariners a minus 125 favorite at home. Minus one and a half with them. I need a plus 155 to take them. Total set at seven and a half. Like I said, both teams playing really good baseball right now. And I know I've changed my stance on Brian Bell. I do like him, but I still like George Kirby just a tad better right now, especially at home. He's been he's had a very solid outing against the same Red Sox team back in May on the road where he only allowed one run to this lineup. And the Mariners actually won that game 10 to one, surprisingly enough. But, you know, Bello, he has struggled a little more on the road than at home this season. Just look at his last start on the road where he gave up six runs and four innings to the A's. Overall, I just feel like he hasn't had the best July and you know, the way the Mariners are swinging the bat, they're up right now, I think three or four and nothing. I think he can struggle a little tomorrow. So anything under a minus 125, I'll probably take the Mariners here. I found this game really, really hard um, to call. It was the hardest one on the board for me um, because I do like Bello. He had that bad start at Oakland, but then he was okay at Atlanta, uh, perversely. Um, and I think he'll probably go for two or three earned on the road. The problem is Kirby, two of the last his three, he's been rocked. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got two teams and two starting pitchers with similar profiles for me. Yeah. Um, so it was quite hard to split them. I'm going to take Boston first five here. Um, I'm going to play on the angle that uh, Kirby's gone for a few um, in his last couple of starts. And I, like I say, I do like Bellow, but it's it's not just a blind pick. Um, it's a close one, but I think Boston can have their noses in front uh, at the halfway stage here. So, yeah, Boston first five for it. Uh, finally, this one's all over the place. I don't want to play in at 9.45 Eastern. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the San Francisco Giants. All day, I have seen no D-backs pitcher until right now, uh, where I've seen Ryan Nelson all day, I have seen Alex Cobb for San Francisco until right now when they've taken him off the board. Um, so I had Cobb v. No one all day. I've now got Nelson v. No one the other way around. Um, so, I mean, do you reckon it's Nelson v. Cobb, Dylan? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at MLB.com, and usually that's what I kind of go by for my numbers. But, yeah, I, I, th- I literally... I don't know, 30 minutes before we went on live, I definitely saw Alex Cobb. I've seen him He's all He's been day. there all day, mate. And now it says TBD, but 
Yeah, I, I got my lines are made up of uh, Ryan Nelson and Alex Cobb going. So I, I made the Giants a minus one seventy favorite at home, plus one uh, minus one and a half. I need a plus one twenty total set at seven point eight. I think the reason my numbers came out this, this, I guess, this big on the Giants is just because how good Alex Cobb is at home. He hasn't allowed a run at home since May sixteenth against the Phillies, and the Giants still won that game. So last time he faced the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks, he went seven scoreless innings. Giants won six two. Meanwhile, Ryan, Ryan Nelson, he's just a little too inconsistent for my liking. Both teams desperately need a win, both 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. So if, the, if, if it is these two pitchers, I, I think I got to take the much better pitcher in Alex Cobb. Maybe not the full game, but I'll probably be, be on the Giants if Alex Cobb is going. So like I said, I made him a minus 170. Hopefully we could get a short number since they are struggling right now. But yeah, I, I do like the Giants if Alex Cobb is pitching. Yeah, you're right about Ryan Nelson. It, the, for me, it's the fact that he's prone to a blow-up. Um, mm. His number is six and five record, so it tells you where he is. But I think that 497 ERA is too high. He goes along really steady, though, for three or four starts. And then Bosch, he's back up, giving up six or seven earned runs again. However, Cobb is gen, uh, generally and genuinely reliable. He had a bad start at Cincinnati. Um but he's four and one at home. He has a one oh nine ERA there. Uh, the totals in those games are what swung in for me. Three, six, four, and two in those last four starts. Um, this looks like a pretty standard Giants home game. Um, it's a nice pattern to follow. Um, it's a it's a pitcher's park. I think it's gonna be an under. I think the, the total you, you said seven point eight. So if we get an under eight, I'd take it. If we get an, an under eight and a half, I would be delighted. Okay. Um, but yeah, the the either team could win this, but yeah, we have the Giants game four to two, four to one, something like that, uh, in a relatively uh, close game. But yeah, Giants and low scoring for me um, would be my theory there. Um, Dylan, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we made it to the end. Uh, I'm fully aware it was a little bit messy, people, yeah. um, but I don't know what you want us to do. Uh, so, locking a dog, Dylan, can you drag anything out of those uh, those ashes? Yeah, uh, they are, these these lines are all subject to change. Just FYI, just in case. Ooh, very much so. Yeah, just in case we get different pitchers. But uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, I was gonna take I was gonna take the Marlins as a dog, but I I, I don't know if they'll open up that big. Um, as my lock, I, I, I you kind of convinced me. I, I I'll take the Astros first five minus a half. I just think they're gonna destroy Syndergaard. He's shown <laughs> you what he does on on the road, and the Astros bats have kind of woken up in this series against the Rays. So you you, you put me onto a good bet. I I think we'll get a a decent number first five minus a half with the Astros as my lock, and as my dog, I was gonna take the Angels, but <laughs> that's being a little too ballsy. <laughs> I think. Uh, give me the short puppy. Give me the Reds. Uh, I think I think Andrew Abbott. I think he's gonna be he's gonna have a master class against the Cubs. And like you said, Stroman has not made it out of the third inning, and I think his last two or three starts so hasn't been going along. He's just like you said, he's just kind of lost it right now. So I'll, I'll take the Reds. I think they're a much better team on the road. And like I said, uh, they've owned the Cubs this this year. So I'll take the Reds as my dog, and I'll take Houston first five minus a half as my lock. Now, all those teams that you mentioned there, Dylan, are the teams that came into my thinking. For my luck, I'm going to take your dog. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I think they're in a great spot. Um, confidence boosting win tonight. 
uh, decent form. And Andrew Howard's just been sensational, absolutely sensational. Plus 105 is a great price. Um, for my dog, I have a line through the LA Angels. I wrote them down, Dylan, and I've lost my nerve. <laughs> I need to man up and take them. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because um, I've, I've got Miami at plus 115. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, oh, I don't know what to do. I didn't Miami. want to do it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want it. Right, okay, fuck it. Let's... We both uh, we were, we had a bit of a fuck it afternoon here. Um, all right, right, I'll take the LA Angels at plus two oh five. Griffin Cannon, yeah, he's probably like say Brian Bellows on the board. He's one of my boys. Uh, Andrew Abbott has been, but Griffin Cannon um, exactly has been as well. So yeah, Charlie Morton. We'll, we'll go with the old guy feed. We'll take Griffin Cannon. This ridiculous LA Angels team. They're buyers now. All of a sudden, they need to make a playoff push uh, so they can carry on tomorrow. Plus two oh five to get the win at Malcolm. Atlanta. You'll, yes. you'll look you'll look like a genius if they beat the Braves on the road at two to one. You're a fucking genius. Well, you know? yeah, uh, it's the old blind squirrel and nut scenario. I don't often look like a genius on the show. That's because I'm not one, Dylan. Uh, I'm an idiot, as you all uh, well know. Um, yeah, it's true though. Um, anything else you want to tell the people about before we leave? Uh, no, uh, I think some teams like the Padres, I think they will be sellers. They really, like you said, they really don't know what they're doing right now, but I expect things to pick up, you know, ended today. Uh, I think the St. Louis Cardinals, they, they sold Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays. That was another one that happened before we went on, uh, on live. Um, and yeah, I think certain teams like, uh, this, they're going to be sellers, um, St. Louis Cardinals, Cubs, I think they're going for it apparently. So yeah, we got that going on. I think things are going to pick up around today, tomorrow, and then Tuesday at the deadline, I think, at 4 o'clock. So hopefully Verlander, hopefully Tommy Pham, Mark can hit, Daniel Fatback, all of them. I hope they're all <laughs> fucking gone. <laughs> Shit, well done, Dylan. That's picked me up a bit. All right, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Like I say, I'm sorry the show was a little bit of a mess. Uh, hopefully there's one nugget in there. In fact... Just going back to the LA Angels and we'll come back on Tuesday and talk about this. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Fuck the rest of the show. It was bite. Um, Cheers, everyone who joined us in the chat. Uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan's back in the Angels. That is a fact. Uh, Slickwick. Uh, Roosevelt, etc. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with some proper lines uh, and some proper analysis and some winners. Um, until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.